0: Perspective, ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca.
1: Hi, everyone. You are tuned in to Talk with Francesca, and I'm Francesca. And in the next hour, you just might get your prescription for better health. So stay with me here. My web address is talkwithfrancesca.com. And if you miss part of this show, you can always go mosey on over to my iTunes page and listen there. The show is sponsored by Antico Forno in the North End when you will only accept the absolute best Italian food, great service, and a super fun setting. Antico Forno is your go-to spot. I know because it also happens to be my favorite. And as a matter of fact, the um, lovely owner, Carla uh, Gomez, um, also owns Terramia, and I was just there celebrating my best friend's birthday um, Sunday night, and it is also such a lovely restaurant. So I really encourage you to go especially where the warm weather is starting to come about all right then by now most of us are at least aware that foods affect so much of our health some foods can actually cause a surprising range of health problems the list goes on and on from infertility weight gain breast and prostate cancer chronic pain to low moods and memory loss All of these conditions have one thing in common. They are fueled by our hormones. But the great news is you have the power to change your hormones with food choices you make, hormone-adjusting foods that can actually revolutionize your health. I just happened to trip over a video online with Dr. Neil Barnard. He's the president of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, and he is my guest tonight, and he is a leading authority on nutrition and health. I was fascinated to learn that such a broad range of conditions can be cured with a simple, yep, food prescription. That's right. Doctor Barnard is the New York Times best selling author of Dr. Neil Barnard's program for reversing diabetes and your body in balance, the science of food, hormones and health. So big welcome to you, Doctor Barnard. I'm so excited to have you on the show tonight.
2: Well, thank you great to be with
1: you. So as we get older, I want to talk about memories here, a, uh, Yeah, memories and, and our, you know, the whole thing with, you know, as we get older, we forget names, we try to remember why we're in a room, uh, which happens to me all the time, go into the kitchen, and I'm not sure why I'm in there. And I assume that I must be hungry. So I grab something to eat. <laughs> but it does seem to be a little too commonplace. And, you know, then you add a little stress to the mix. And focus can actually become quite a problem for so many. So I thought we'd start by talking about what we can do to keep our brains physically
2: fit. Yeah, it's such an important issue, mm. and uh, many people are thinking, "Well, gee, you know, I having trouble remembering the name of a movie or an actor or a book or something like that." And if you have the occasional lapse, that's normal. But if it's a little bit more often than that, we start to get worried. And the good news is that there is a lot that we can do, and it does start with food. And the reason we know that is that researchers have tracked large groups of people over many years, and they've looked at who tend to stay mentally clear and who doesn't, and they have found that certain foods are linked to Alzheimer's. Mm. Other foods protect us.
1: Hmm. That's very interesting. So what what are the biggest threats to brain health? I'm going to guess it would Uh, be like animal products, right?
2: Well, yes, uh the Chicago Health and Aging Project got started back in 1993 and they looked at dietary patterns and the 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 part of the diet that emerged to be particularly worrisome was something called saturated fat. That's the mm-hmm. the solid fat that you see in bacon grease, but but um but 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 that's actually not the number one source. The number one source is actually dairy products. Uh, dairy products, cheese, um, yogurt, whole milk, ice cream, they, they contain a lot of this solid fat, this saturated fat. And meat is number two. And so take me. I grew up in Fargo, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. My grandpa became demented on my mother's side. My grandpa became demented on my father's side. Their spouses followed suit. My father had the same thing. And you think, is this just genetics?
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Right
2: genetics will play a, a, a role but uh, I made a decision to not eat like my grandpa or my father and to make some changes as soon as I figured this out and I would encourage anybody to kind of get off that train that's leading to Alzheimer's
1: So you're, when you say I'm, I'm really surprised when you say dairy and it, it particularly yogurt I mean yo, I thought yogurt was very good for you it's got the probiotics in it right?
2: Yogurt is marketed really well. Um, People imagine that folks uh, walking over the hillsides, they're going to live forever. Mm -hmm. It's all marketing. It has nothing to do with reality. The reality of yogurt is that it came out of the udder of a cow. It was designed to nourish a calf. It had nothing to do with human biology whatsoever. But some people in Europe, uh, thousands of years ago, figured out you could ferment it. It gets that kind of funky flavor. And you dump a bunch of sugar into it, and then you market it as somehow good for your health, um, and then people buy it. That none of that takes the saturated fat out.
1: Well, but wait and a minute. Even, okay, sorry. Go
2: ahead. <laughs> e- even if you, even if it does have so-called probiotics, which just means bacteria, right? Um, the saturated fat are still in there. Um, you don't need those. You don't need those bacteria. Your your body will culture bacteria, will, will grow culture of bacteria on its own, whether you have yogurt or not. And the saturated fat is as dangerous in Chicago as it is in every other city. And yogurt is part of the problem, not part of the solution. I, I know this is breaking yogurt lovers' hearts. Oh, well, days. it's
1: breaking my yogurt, my heart, because I have, and I think I have the healthiest breakfast in town. And now I'm wondering, um, are you including Greek yogurt in that as well?
2: You can be Greek. You can be Italian. You can <laughs> be Swiss. You can even be American. We love your brain and your brain may love yogurt but it doesn't love you back
1: huh and but 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 greek yogurt doesn't have shit like the non-fat doesn't have sugar in it
2: did you hear me mention sugar i well i I was mentioning what i I was mentioning i don't want to hear it (laughs) uh what i was mentioning was what's called saturated fat when when i was a kid growing up in fargo Uh my mother had five kids We'd wake up in the morning. We'd smell the bacon, and we'd we'd run downstairs. And my mother would take a fork, and she'd put it in the fry pan and pull out strips of bacon. She'd put them on a paper towel to yeah. cool down.
3: Oh yeah. And then,
2: as that as the bacon grease was left in the in the pan, she didn't want to throw that away. Right. She would lift up that pan and pour it into a jar, and that jar did not go in the fridge. That jar just went on the shelf. Yep. And that's because my mother knew that as bacon grease cools down, what happens? It solidifies. Right. It turns from a hot liquid to a solid, almost like candle wax stuff. Right. The fact, here's the, here's the point, the fact that it's solid at room temperature means it is loaded with saturated fat. So I'm not talking about sugar. Sugar is the other issue. Right. I'm talking about the solid fat. And the number one source of that saturated fat is not meat. Meat is number two. It's dairy products. So cheese. The reason cheese has that gooey mouthfeel mm. is because it has all that gooey saturated fat Oh, boy. And the saturated fat goes into your esophagus and then into your bloodstream, and your body uses that to then make, or it stimulates the body to make extra cholesterol. We think that that is probably what's hitting the brain. causing the alzheimer's that's that's the best guess what we know let me let me be clear about what we know and what we're guessing at what we know is that saturated fat is associated with a much higher risk of alzheimer's you don't eat it your brain is protected to a great degree we believe and you're including
1: cream in that too so how do you drink your coffee in the morning if you don't have cream i assume you can't or can you just have like? well
2: let let's say a person wanted a cup of coffee Mm-hmm. And you didn't want to have saturated fat in it. Right. You say to the to the waiter or at the restaurant or whoever it is, is give me rice milk, almond milk, soy milk, something like that. And these are things that don't have much saturated fat in it. Oh, my gosh. Depending on how they're made. Yes. But, but, but the dairy fat is the one that's the real bad offender.
1: Oh. Well, here I'm thinking, well, let me just tell you what I have for breakfast. I take kale and a little bit of water, and I put it in my Ninja. And right. And then I put in my yogurt. I put in my fruit. I put in, you know, like all sorts of um, uh, nutritional uh, flakes. You know, the the brewer's. Nutritional yeast. yeast. Excuse me. Yeah, the nutritional yeast. Nutritional yeast. yeast yeah, place. I'm thinking I'm having a super healthy breakfast.
2: Huh? Well, you're doing great. You know, so many people are kind of uh, on the same path. And it was a big surprise to us to learn that there are things that are linked to Alzheimer's. But, but this is the greatest gift ever. Well, yeah. Because up until now, people have thought, if it's genetic, I am lost. Uh, There's nothing I can do. uh, Either I got the genes or I don't have the genes. There's nothing I can do. It's all old age. It's all uh, genetics. But now we know that food choices do, in fact, seem to make a big difference. So um, if people are thinking there's something I could really do to protect my brain, protect the rest of me. Yeah. Getting animal products out of your diet is really job one. And we can talk about ways to make that fun and to make that actually really, really, really easy because we do this every day in our clinic here. And we help people to break away from all the things that don't love them back.
1: What about, uh, what is it, kefir, however you pronounce that? Is that not good for you either?
2: Well, let's ask ourselves, did it come out of the udder of a cow? Yes. Was it, intended, was it intended to make a calf get fat, or was it intended to improve your brain function?
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. I guess that answers that question. So much for that. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm almost out of yogurt. I was just, that was on my list of things to buy later.
2: <laughs> well, there are, now, if, if you like that taste, there are vegan yogurts out there. There's a lot of them. Um, oh, yeah, that's right, of
1: course, yeah.
2: It, it started out with... Uh, the soy milk yogurts, which are, are fine, mm-hmm. and then there's rice milk ones and almond milk ones, and there are coconut ones. Let me, when you're looking at these, let me encourage you to look on the label at the saturated fat content. Mm-hmm. If it is very much north of zero, leave it on the shelf. And what you're going to discover is that the dairy ones are bad, the soy milk, rice milk, almond milk ones are pretty good, the coconut ones are terrible, don't eat those. And uh, then walk up to the cashier with uh, the healthy plant-based version.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. Well, so much for that. And, and what about the? Uh, wh- what about it being reversible? What about people who have, you know, been eating all this? And what do they do to reverse any damage?
2: With Alzheimer's disease?
1: Well, the or just, you know, memory loss, anything, you know.
2: If it's early days, um, there's a condition that's sort of a step toward alzheimer's disease called mild cognitive dysfunction Mm. and this is your you're you're having lapses throughout the day and it's happening every day but but otherwise you're you're kind of yourself you're you're driving you can make your way through your checkbook and that kind of thing Um, but you know that things aren't really normal
3: Mm.
2: and researchers have looked at individuals with this kind of condition it does appear that at these early stages there may be some reversibility and what I would do with that if this were me or a patient or a loved one pull out all the stops
3: Mm -hmm. no
2: animal products at all Mm -hmm. keep oils pretty low add sources of vitamin E which are not pills Um, it's a little bit of almonds or walnuts these kinds of things maybe about an ounce a day lace up your sneakers Get a friend to go for a brisk walk with you 40 minutes three times a week and the reason i'm picking that number is the university of illinois did a study on people with the beginnings of memory problems and they had them do exactly what i'm describing and they showed that after a year's time not only was their memory improved but brain scans showed that a part of the brain that's critical to memory called the hippocampus
3: Mm -hmm, which
2: had been shrinking had stopped shrinking and was actually uh, getting back to normal. Now, I do think there's uh, a phase pretty soon in the Alzheimer's process where you've got damage to the brain cells themselves.
3: Mm -hmm. You don't
2: want to get to that stage Uh -uh. uh, because the brain cells aren't going to come back.
1: What about, well, we do need to take a break, but this was this is a good one. I'm wondering about alcohol because there's obviously a lot of, uh, you know, um, red wine is supposed to be really good for removing yep. plaque. or But I don't know if that's just a lot of hooey. Uh, so when we come back, hopefully you'll have the right answer for us. <laughs> Stay with us here, listeners. Don't go anywhere. Talk with Francesca coming right up on 95.9 WATD.
4: What's it like to be in a movie or on TV? How does it feel to have your unique talent and skills shared with the world and immortalized? CP Casting knows that feeling. They hear about it all the time from the talented people they call upon. CP Casting works with individuals like you, actors who want to step up their profile, actors looking to continue growing their resume, and even non-actors who have a unique skill or even a profession that they can share. They match you up with television professionals, movie producers, photographers, advertising agencies, even local and independent projects. When you get booked, that's when the fun begins. Since CP Casting knows the business so well, they even offer classes at different skill levels, including basics of acting, auditioning for different types of media, and advanced classes. It's up to you to decide where you go in this industry. CP Casting can help you get there. Learn about CP Casting's resume submission process and what classes they have available for you at cpcasting.com. Tides is beachside dining at its best all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room and the pub can't be beat. Tides specializes in casual dining with food that's delicious, not pretentious. On a warm day, enjoy a frosty pint at their bar or the sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach. Or enjoy an incredible meal in their dining room anytime. Tides guarantees you great atmosphere with superior service. The menu at Tides is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out the drink menu at Tides for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with state-of-the-art tap wines. Tides is unbeatable anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. Visit tidesnahant.com. You need help around the house. You need a handyman. How do you find just the one you're looking for?
2: Go to locally owned and operated HandymanConnection.com. Handyman Connection puts you in touch with one of their carefully screened and background checked craftsmen.
4: You get the best help around for maintenance, installation and remodeling services, carpentry, tiling and flooring, and assistance with aging in place upgrades to your home. Handyman Connection also provides you with free in-home estimates and a one-year written warranty on labor from one of their experienced professionals. Call 781-829-3030 or visit
2: handymanconnection.com. Your connection to quality craftsmen on the South Shore. One call, one connection.
5: This is life, don't miss
1: it. I'm Francesca Luca, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back, and we are speaking to Doctor. Neil Barnard, and we are discussing. Uh, memory. So uh, Dr. Barnard, thanks so much for joining us tonight on Talk with Francesca. So yep. before the break, Sorry. I was keeping my fingers crossed that you were going to say that it's okay to drink red wine. <laughs> the cream in my coffee, uh, I do drink a lot of coffee and I do put a lot of cream in it, so I guess I'll have to get rid of that. Um, but but um, I thought that um, it, actually red wine helped to decrease the plaque on the brain.
2: Um, yeah well, first of all, let me be clear that i 'm not here to be anybody 's conscience or to give them good news or bad news or whatever. My job is to just to let people know what science has shown and then yeah. they can they can integrate that in any way that they wish into their mm-hmm. into their own lives mm-hmm. um, but with regard to alcohol we 've got um mixed uh information there have been a number of studies that show exactly what you 're describing that people who have a little bit of red wine or, or even other forms of alcohol seem to have less Alzheimer's risk than other people, and this has been shown in several different independent trials. Uh, now, I do have a couple of caveats with it, with this. One is that if it's beyond moderate use, mm-hmm. like three, four or five drinks a day, you're talking about something that is going to cause all kinds of havoc.
3: Oh yeah um,
2: and. The, the studies of benefit show from people drinking about a glass a day, something like that. Um, the other thing that has to be said is when people are thinking about their risks, even a glass of wine a day or a glass of uh, even one drink of anything a day does increase the risk of cancer a bit. And we're speaking about cancer of the breast, colon, pancreas, and some mm-hmm. other organs. Mm-hmm. So people have to look at these data and try to kind of decide what to make of it right. um, in light of their own health uh, priorities. And then the third thing to think about is something called publication bias. And that means that when a study gives people news about things they like anyway, editors of journals like to publish it. So they like publishing articles saying red wine is good for you. If somebody comes up with a study saying red wine is bad for you or it doesn't help your brain, the editors sometimes think well maybe that maybe maybe we'll kind of sit on that for a while I I don't think anybody's gonna like that too much so whenever you hear that chocolate is good for you or garlic or other things that we like a lot Mm -hmm. it may well be true Um, but it also could be uh, a publication bias issue where people are telling you things that you want to hear so with all of that going into our kind of data cruncher my best guess is that having a little bit of alcohol on either a daily or close to daily process probably does reduce the risk of Alzheimer's a little bit, but it will also increase the risk of cancer, and if it's beyond a little bit of use, the risk of accidents and
3: right. marriage
2: disruption and all kinds of other problems kind of gets off the scale.
1: Well, that's a you know, totally different story. I'm talking about, you know, maybe a glass of wine, maybe three or four nights a week. Um, so, okay, let's move on to, um, you say that excess metals in the body, such as iron and copper, impair cognition. Uh, where do these excess metals come from?
2: Uh, they come from our diet. Um, and wow. in some cases, it's the cookware that we're using. It can be the water we're using. It can be the food themselves. Um, now, you know, we need some iron in our diets. Our red blood cells use iron to transport oxygen. That's mm-hmm. hemoglobin. Mm-hmm. And we need some copper in our diet, too. And that's used for various metabolic functions. But iron and copper have something in common. What? Uh, they rust. They oxidize. If you look at a copper penny, it starts out nice and shiny, but as the years go by, it gets all
3: blackened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And your... your uh, favorite fry pan. If you happen to get it wet and the water stayed in the fry pan for a while, if it's cast iron it's going to start to oxidize pretty quickly and that thrust. That happens to the iron molecules and the copper molecules in your, in your body too. And as they oxidize they cause all kinds of havoc. So what we, what we know is you need traces of iron, traces of copper. You want to avoid the excess because if you have excess it triggers pre-radical production that damages the brain. So that raises the question, where, where do you get the excess?
3: Right. I
2: mentioned a cast iron pan. If you're stirring your spaghetti sauce in a cast iron pan every day, it's going to pick up some iron. Mm.
3: Uh,
2: but if you're using your favorite cast iron pan once a month, who cares? No All problem. Right. Right. Um, so the rest of your time you're using stainless steel or a mm. nonstick pan or whatever the case may be. Um, if you've got copper pipes, let the water run for 30 seconds before you drink on it. Uh, I'm I'm thinking first thing in the morning because the water has been sitting in the pipe all night long And it's been probably accumulating copper
1: Right, what is the uh, connection, I'm just switching gears here a little bit Between brain and gut health because, you know, there's been so much talk about it I'm just curious, like is it necessary to take a probiotic? Is that, you know, is it something that we should all be doing?
2: Uh, no, I don't think you need a probiotic. Uh, the oh. science has really shifted on this a lot, but, but bacteria are important. Um, the, the reason that we've shifted is we had had the idea that the bacteria in your intestinal tract, yep. they ferment foods that you eat, the, the high-fiber vegetables and fruits, contribute some substrate that these bacteria can ferment, and they produce a variety of compounds that can affect the brain in either good ways or bad ways. So that caused companies to sell capsules or powders with a bacteria in them. But along the lines, people noticed, researchers noticed, that even if you didn't take any of those commercial products, bacteria would find their way into your digestive tract and they would grow and flourish, and that what mattered more was the foods that you were actually eating that were kind of uh, the soil that, the, that these bacterial seeds, if you will, mm-hmm. could grow with.
3: And, and what so kind of foods were those? that use? is
2: a meaty, greasy diet that fosters the growth of unhealthy bacteria. Mm-hmm. What's good is beans, vegetables, fruits, whole grains, high-fiber, plant-based foods that are exactly what it takes to grow healthy bacteria. So the, the overall diet is much more important than taking a probiotic pill.
1: So you're talking about a, a vegan diet, are you not?
2: Yeah. 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 Um, uh, and it's exactly the opposite of how I was raised. Growing up in North Dakota, we didn't know, we didn't, we didn't hear about a vegetarian meal or anything like that. It was meat was at the middle of the plate, and right. and if a person had a heart attack at age fifty six or fifty eight, we thought, well, you're old. <laughs> that's what that's what happens when you're old.
1: What <laughs> about bread? What about bread?
2: Uh, and then of course, you yeah. know, you pass that age yourself, and then you think, well, maybe I'm not old. Yeah, yeah no, kidding, no kidding,
1: no kidding. Um, exactly. is, is bread not good for you?
2: Bread's fine. Do. What, what, really do, what really matters is what goes on the bread. Yeah. Um, if what goes on the bread mm-hmm. is bologna and, and cheese, then it's not so good. Oh, but right. if you're having bread with hummus or a little bit of peanut butter or some jelly or something like that, or just a good bread um, by itself or something like that, bread is fine. Because bread comes from wheat or maybe fry or other grains. Mm-hmm. It's healthy complex carbohydrate that nourishes your body and gives you energy. And there's almost no saturated fat in it. And if it's whole grain bread, then it's got high fiber and that's the best of all.
1: Yeah, but, and what about peanut butter? You mentioned peanut butter. Peanut butter is loaded with oil.
2: Yeah, um, it is. I think it is an issue. It's, if it's made from peanuts
3: mm-hmm.
2: as opposed to some peanuts plus a lot of palm oil and other junk thrown in there. But if it's made from peanuts themselves, mm-hmm. uh, the saturated fat content is really pretty low, and mm-hmm. it can be flavorful. But, but your point is, is an important one, that even the healthy oil, there's not saturated fat. It's not going to cause brain damage, but it's, it's a lot of calories. And so, uh, you know, this is not something to have. When I was a kid, it was like a jar of Skippy and a, and a, and a spoon, and that was going to be lunch. No, mm-hmm. don't do that.
1: Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> oh my goodness we haven't even covered uh sugar um and we do need to take another short break so when we come back we will discuss sugar so listeners don't go anywhere i appreciate you hanging out with me more talk on the way here on 95.9 watd
6: have an enchanted evening at the hawthorne hotels 2022 masquerade ball Chapter and Verse as the name suggests, this year's ball is inspired by the great masters of the written word and promises to be an evening of decadence, elegance, and style. Enjoy live entertainment, a DJ, complimentary photo station, light hors d'oeuvres, and a cash bar. Be sure you dress to impress as you might find yourself winning the costume contest. Certainly a story for the ages. See the hotel transform into an immersive literary experience that you will be talking about all year. Come for the ball or stay for the night at the historic Hawthorne Hotel. Ticket and room packages start at just $295. Tickets to the ball are $85 per person and include one complimentary alcoholic beverage. Make your reservations at hawthornehotel.com. Ladies, are you tired of looking
7: tired? Noticing fine lines and stubborn wrinkles that won't go away? The professional team at Jolie Medical Spa in Marshfield offers Botox, fillers, all therapy, skin lifting and tightening, hydrofacials, IV hydration, and more. The warm and caring manner at Jolie Medical Spa will make you feel like you're coming in for a cup of coffee. But instead, you'll leave with a relaxed look on your face, Located conveniently at 435 Furnace Street in Marshfield. Call them today at 781-248-5769 or visit them at www.joliemedspa.com to schedule your free consultation and know you are in the best of hands. Just wait for your friends to ask where you went on vacation because you know they will.
1: Plan a wonderful evening in Boston's North End, highlighted by one of the neighborhood's best-kept secrets, Antico Forno. Renowned as one of the world's most authentic Italian restaurants, Antico Forno provides you with an unforgettable dining experience featuring world-class traditional Italian dishes cooked in their beautiful brick oven. Outdoor dining is now available, too. Whether seated inside or enjoying an evening under the stars, when you eat at Antico Forno, you feel like part of the family. Antico Forno is open seven days a week. See their menu and make your reservation online at AnticoFornoBoston.com.
7: Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceiling specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant, yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing. And best of all, it's reasonably priced. The best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112. That's 617 523 3112 or visit Terramiaristorante.com This is life, don't
5: miss it, don't miss it.
1: Now for more talk with Francesca on 959 WATD. All right, we are back, and I'm speaking with Dr. Neil Barnard. He's the president of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Welcome back, Dr. Barnard
2: thank you great to be with you
1: so um sugar you know i don't know how we need to spend too much time on this because it's kind of a no-brainer right but sugar is obviously no good for you um but you know i mean the, the whole world is addicted to it so what do you do
2: well sugar is is not such a bad thing in this sense um you body runs on sugar in the same way as your car runs on gasoline and if you don't have any gasoline in your tank you're out unless you got an electric car mm-hmm. your body runs on a form of sugar called glucose and if your glucose goes to zero you're you're dead um you don't want it too high either um and that's why people will say well if i'm adding too much sugar i can run into trouble but sugar itself the sugars in an apple or an orange for the, the natural sugars that come as complex carbohydrate is digested that's all good um, and so where people run into trouble is you, know, you have a Coca-Cola or something that's got a lot of sugar hidden because it's dissolved in the water and it's, it's more than the body needs. But sugar itself, natural food sugars, are perfectly fine and, and uh, in fact, necessary for life.
1: Mm-hmm. But we're talking about the good sugars, and no, we're not talking
2: about uh,
1: <laughs> all the... the frosting and cake and all that that garbage right obviously
2: well send the frosting to a laboratory though and ask them what's in it yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'll say well there's some sugar in there but you know it's really a problem in the frosting
1: the saturated fat you know,
2: you, yeah you know if you take some frosting and you smear it on a on a knife yeah. and then you wash try to wash the knife off all that greasy residue that's yeah, there
3: yeah, yeah
2: yeah it's the dairy fat or the coconut oil fat or right, something like that right, right. and that's it's, it's a double whammy there is some sugar in there that lures you in there's all that grease in there that, that's a problem, too.
1: I have a, a totally different question. I'm just cu- really curious about this. You know, there's so many people who have ADHD and, you know, that really have trouble focusing. So is that because of the foods that you're eating? Is it along the same lines that it kind of gives you sort of a – in a way, it is kind of a cognitive impairment, isn't it?
2: It is. Um The role of foods, that's something that's been under exploration for a long period of time. There was a a Dr. Ben Feingold, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: probably 40 years ago, Mm -hmm. wrote a book called Why Your Child is Hyperactive. Mm -hmm. And he said it's because of artificial colors and flavors and so forth. And put to a careful test, it turned out that that was not true for the vast majority of hyperactive kids. But it turned out that it was true for some kids. By that, I mean when you got away from all the artificial colors and things, they got substantially better. So researchers then said, well, maybe it's not just the colors and flavors. Maybe it's other stuff too, like kids have sodas. The sodas have sugar in them, but they also have caffeine in them. Or they're having dairy products, which have all kinds of things, and dairy proteins cause a lot of issues on their own. So researchers have tried to use healthier diets overall, not just without the colors. And we still need a lot more research in there, but my strong guess is that if kids are fed really healthful diets, and I mean a vegan diet, Mm -hmm. no animal products, keep oils low, not a lot of junk, make sure they get healthy vitamin B12, a lot of those kids are going to do a lot better mentally as well as physically.
1: Did you say vitamin B? Is that what you said, right?
2: Uh, B12 is is a vitamin that you need for healthy nerves and healthy blood. A lot of people run low and with just plant products alone, you're not going to see it. So we always supplement it.
1: Yeah, but um, what about the uh, nutritional yeast? That's got tons of vitamin B12 in it, doesn't it?
2: It sure does. Yeah, and and I would it's a, that's a perfectly great source yeah. uh, of B12. A lot of people aren't they don't know about that. They don't have your knowledge. Um, so they might have never have heard of it. So for them I'd say you know go to the pharmacy and pick up a bottle of b12 but yeah mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. the nutritional yeast look on the label and it'll tell you the b12 content so it's perfectly fine
1: so i mean obviously you know we're talking about a, a vegan diet and that's you know healthy fruits and vegetables and you no know, animal products but what else there, there are there other you know products like uh, green tea isn't that good for your your brain health
2: Uh, Maybe. It's caffeinated just like the black tea. It comes out of the same plant. Well, Um, wait a
1: minute. You're saying caffeine is not good for you?
2: uh, Caffeine is a double-edged sword. With regard to Alzheimer's disease, it's probably neither here nor there. Mm. There there was a study that came out, oh, probably 10 years ago, that showed that caffeine might be associated with less risk of Alzheimer's.
3: Mm.
2: Other studies didn't quite support it, but the one that said it did They said, if you have about five cups of stiff black coffee per day, um, that you might have less risk of Alzheimer's disease. I I, I I don't know if anybody could tolerate living with a person like that. Yeah, um, no
1: kidding. But you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. So let's talk about things. You mentioned uh, vitamin E at the beginning of the show. Um, and that, that's, a, that's a big one with founded nuts and seeds. So uh, what are you talking about? Are you talking about um, ground flaxseed? Are you talking about almonds? Are you talking about... What are you talking
2: about here? All those are fine. Um, almonds are good. Walnuts are good. Flaxseed is good. Um, what I would do is think about two things. Uh, pour the almonds into your hand. Once it hits your fingers that's more than an ounce. If it comfortably fits in the palm of your hand, that's an ounce. That's a good amount. The reason I mention this is almonds are so delicious.
1: Mm -hmm. I know.
2: Especially if they're salty, smoky flavor. And it goes from our hand into our mouth and then we refill our hand. Right. And after three or four handfuls, we realize we've gotten more calories than we wanted. So we think, what can I do? All right, so my rule number one is one ounce. That's one small handful. Mm -hmm. Number two, use it not as a snack food but use it as a flavoring so put the crushed almonds on your salad or something like that don't use it as a as a snack food because if you use it as a snack food you'll tend to overdo it
1: oh absolutely what about um supplements because you did say that you really do need to uh, separately take a b12 you cannot count on that just in your diet unless of course you you take nutritional yeast but that's kind of a supplement right
2: yeah you could say that um let me mention, this is, this is not exactly a supplement, but uh, when, if you look at um, a blueberry yep. or you look at a red grape, that deep color yep. is something called anthocyanins, and this thing will not be on the test, but that deep pigment <laughs> that, that makes the blueberry blue, the anthocyanins, that's a, a, an antioxidant. Mm-hmm. And researchers started looking at, at the University of Cincinnati, they started looking at people who were in their later 70s. And they were having some kind of sputtering memory. They put them into a research study and gave them uh, about a cup of blueberry juice, or a cup of just ordinary grape juice. You go to the store and get the Concord grape off the shelf. Mm-hmm. Do the same thing at night. So you're having a cup in the morning, a cup at night. And what they noticed over the next three months was that people had a better ability to learn and to retain information. Now, when I heard that, I thought that is way too easy. Yeah. Um, anybody could have a cup of grape juice twice a day, no, no big deal. Right. Um, but researchers have done this a couple of times, and they do believe that the antioxidants uh, in the grapes and in the, the blueberries are doing the action. But it's important to remember that this is not the only source of antioxidants. The orange color of a carrot, beta-carotene. The red color of a tomato or watermelon. That's lycopene. Mm-hmm. So if you are eating not just right the white foods, uh, the spaghetti, the sugar, and the potato, th- those are fine. But think about the colored foods. Bring them in in a big way. Those colors are a guide to healthy nutrients that can help us out.
1: Very interesting. It's really, you know, I don't know. I, f- I feel pretty good because <laughs> I eat a lot of this stuff, you know. The only thing that I didn't know about was the, the dairy. I, I thought... I had heard that dairy is bad for allergies.
2: Oh, my God, yes. And, um, you know, skin
1: only, stuff, you know, but. Um,
2: you you do see that, yes. And not only can some people be allergic to dairy, it's not super common, but it does happen. But for some reason that I have never quite figured out, when people avoid dairy, they decide, I'm not going to have any cow's milk anymore. Yep. No animal milk. Yep. For some reason, other allergies get better. So their cat allergy or their seasonal allergies seem to get better. I don't know why that is. I believe it has something to do with priming of the immune system to react to other allergens, get the dairy out and the, the immune system is less reactive. That's what we think is going on.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, um, this, it's, I'm not sure where you're located, but... Um, It seems like the allergy season has already kicked in. And then I was reading last night that it's starting like 40 days sooner. It's like, well, that explains it because I just have not been able to stop sneezing. And I was thinking to myself, I should probably cut out some dairy for a while just because I was so surprised. Um, I also wanted to ask you about uh, psychotropic drugs because so many people – well, first of all – well, there's two. There's people – a lot of people – uh, smoke marijuana, which I absolutely, you know, I believe that it makes people absent-minded, but, you know, that's just my that's my belief. Um, but also, you know, the drugs that people take for anxiety, the drugs that people take for depression, those kinds of things, I would think that they would really affect your brain health, but we do need to take a short break, so listeners, marinate on that, and when we come back, uh, hopefully Dr. Barnard will have the answers for us.
5: This is life.
1: This is Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. We'll talk more in just a bit on 95.9 WATD.
4: Need a reliable place for your pet? Does your dog crave extra stimulation instead of social isolation? Sign up for doggy daycare at the Dog's Den in Pembroke. With two separate yards and plenty of supervision, your dog will have a ball and tug-of-war toys and plenty of new friends. The Dog's Den also specializes in grooming. Each groomer at The Dog's Den has decades of experience and will leave your furry friend refreshed and ready for their next adventure. Schedule your grooming or daycare today at thedogsdengrooming.com.
7: A whole new house is a lot right now. Redesigning your current home could be just what you're looking for. Consult with interior designer, Grace Beltrame. If you're just moving in or would like to get the most out of where you've been, Grace Beltrame can make any house a home or your current home even homier. Find the best color scheme for any room. Bring out the brilliance every room was meant for with a lighting and floor plan. Grace Beltramé is also a professional organizer. Find out what you've been missing in the kitchen and make your closet space pop with organizational elegance. You know those shows where someone rehabilitates a home they just bought? Your project is just an after picture waiting to happen. It doesn't have to belong to anybody but you. Call Grace Beltramé today at 508 493-8604. 508-493-8604 and bring out the beauty in your home.
1: Who doesn't go to the hair salon to liven up their looks? Though sometimes you look worse on the way out than you did walking in. You can expect something different at Hair Design Fationa. With a super modern feel that can hardly be mistaken for suburban, a full-service hair salon, they offer cuts, color, highlighting, and formal design. Fatiana is originally from Europe where she owned her own salon. With an impressive following, she won't disappoint. I know because I can tell you from my own experience, I felt transformed and you will too. So if you're looking to turn a few heads, call Patione today at 781-964-3770. Conveniently located at 834 Washington Street in Braintree, or visit her on Facebook. That number again is 781-964-3770. Call today, you'll be thrilled. I know you will.
4: Hey, this is James Woods, and you are listening to Talk with Francesca.
1: On 95.9 WATD. And we are back. And I think we have the prescription for great health with our guest this evening, Dr. Neil Barnard. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Barnard.
2: Sure, it's a pleasure.
1: So I wanted to ask you, this is our last segment here, and there's a couple of questions that I wanted to ask you. First of all, about psychotropic drugs and people who take you know, drugs for anxiety, um, depression, that kind of thing I would think that would make you that would affect your brain
2: well that's the whole point of taking them is that they affect your brain right. um, but what you're hinting at and is true is that they they have side effects as well
3: oh. so
2: for example a person that feels depressed um, if they take an antidepressant their depression may lift and it may be helpful And in some cases it's life-saving uh, by, sure. by that I mean suicide as yeah a real sure lift. sure um, However, they also discover that they, these medications sometimes affect their weight, sometimes they affect sexual functioning, and they have a variety of other side effects. So mm-hmm. that has led doctors to be cautious. And what they will often discover is that for some people, if they were to take a placebo,
3: mm-hmm. a, a right. dummy
2: pill, right. that about a third of the... the depression would lift anyway and so they think well maybe gee maybe we don't necessarily need to use these medications and there are also other therapies there are talking therapies that if they're done right are are very effective or exercise Um, exercise that's been the funny thing is that people have often said you know exercise helps and you know what Uh, careful randomized clinical trials show it is true Oh, yeah. Um, You lace up your sneakers, and you go out for a run, you feel better. And so the first thought was, well, you're with your friend. And so that social support as you're out exercising helps. (laughs) So researchers have tested it in people who are exercising alone. And you know what? It still works. So there you go. So the bottom line is exercise is good. If you can do it with a friend out in the sunshine, go for it. Whatever helps get it under your belt, that's a good thing.
1: What about... um fish, because that's an animal product.
2: It is, and it's not It's not part of the solution. It's part of the problem. Um, what, you, what you're hinting at is that the, the fat in fish in many species is not as bad as the fat in right. bacon or, right. or, or cheese. Uh, that's often true, uh, but, but fats in fish are mixtures. There is some of that omega-3 in there. Most of the fat is not omega-3. And for something like Chinook salmon, which people pick because it's so fatty and they think it's got to be good fat. I'm going to break your heart again. The saturated fat content of it is about like a steak. Um, oh, it's, my gosh. Um, it does have some omega-3 in it, but it's got a lot of the bad stuff too, plus mercury and oh. you know, the, the chemicals that, that fish oh. are famous for, unfortunately.
1: Oh. I'm getting hungry, and I don't know what to eat.
2: <laughs> well, the things that we can eat, um, think about if we think internationally. The foods that you want to emphasize are vegetables, fruits, whole grains, beans. So let's think internationally. Let's you and me. We're going to go to an Italian restaurant. What are we going to have? We're going to say to the waiter, you can bring me my angel hair pasta drowning in ground beef sauce, but don't do that. Give me the marinara sauce or the arrabbiata sauce. That's Italian for angry, meaning spicy. Um, Throw in the chunky vegetables. Give me the the pasta e fagioli, which is the pasta bean soup beforehand, or the lentil soup, the grilled vegetables on the side. You can have espresso afterwards if you want. This is is not starvation. Mm. It's elegant, and it's totally healthy. Or we go Latin American. Give me veggie fajitas, beans and rice, a bean burrito, a a spinach enchilada. Um, All of these things, totally healthy, not a drop of cholesterol in them. If we go to the sushi bar, you say, skip your fish sushi. Let me have the cucumber roll, the asparagus roll, I'll have the sweet potato roll. Uh, let me have the seaweed salad. Let me have the, the regular salad, the miso soup. They've got wonderful treasures uh, that that spell a dinner that's not only delicious and a exo- little exotic, but, but really, really, really healthy.
1: Well, at least I'm glad I feel like I need to lose five pounds. At least I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I thought I had the healthiest diet. I eat salmon probably three times a week at least, you know, thinking it's just really good for me. Um, I never, never, never touch red meat. All right. What about, um, well, preserving our memory? We know that reversing, well, eating the the vegan diet is going to help with that, obviously. What about... Um, particularly, like, activities to boost brain health. You know, people always say, oh, do a crossword puzzle. Um, I don't know. I've never been able to concentrate on that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're not alone. Um, That movement really started, I'm going to give the credit to our friends in Canada, because they noticed, researchers noticed, that a lot of people in Canada speak English and French. Right. Some speak only French, some speak only English. What the researchers discovered is that those who had two languages would have uh, about five extra years of good productive brain function compared to other people. In other words, if there was any dementia, it would occur much later. And so that led to the theory that just using your neural structures, especially those related to grammar and word usage, would protect the brain. So uh, a number of companies have offered kind of brain-building products and you can read the paper and do crosswords and all these things my own guess is that most people are doing things like that all the time anyway but that but yeah use it or lose it i think it's a good idea to use it
1: what have i not asked you
2: maybe just how let's let's say how are we going to get a person into a healthy diet because I mentioned the word vegan which is the healthiest diet it's it's the way to go but that sounds daunting it sounds like you're going to need to acquire a taste for folk music so how am I going to do this Um, the way we do it in our clinic (laughs) is we ask you let's say a person has they say they got diabetes I need to lose 30 pounds and I, I don't want to die of dementia what do I do we're going to break it into two steps step one one week for the next week just think about vegan foods that you would eat and write them on a list, starting with breakfast. Okay, uh, oatmeal, no cream. I'll have uh, almond milk on it or, or some sliced bananas and blueberries. Great, okay. I could, um, I could have the veggie sausage. I noticed that my, my uh, brother eats it. I never had it. I'll try it. If I like it, it goes on my list. Um, for lunch, I'm going to have the veggie burger instead of the meat burger. I'm going ha- to go Chinese and have the rice and tofu dishes. I never, I never tasted tofu. I was a little afraid of it, but my, my sister-in-law loves it. So anyway, you're, you're going to try these different foods. After a week, you got a great list. Fine. You just did step one. Perfect. You're a success. Step two is three weeks. For three weeks, now that you got your list, go 100% vegan. No animal products at all, but do it for three weeks, And at the end of those three weeks, you have been eating the foods you already identified, so it's very easy. And what you discover is you're losing weight, you're physically healthier, your cholesterol is down, your blood sugar is down, and you discover your tastes are starting to embrace this healthy pattern that you're on. And that's the way to make it work.
3: Okay.
1: (laughs) I'll give give it a try. (laughs) I've got a book.
2: My book is called Your Body in Balance. It's got recipes in the back. It talks all about not just things like diabetes and weight loss, but menopausal symptoms. Right. And how to prevent the risk of cancer, all of these things. So I hope people will, will go to the library and ask for Your Body in Balance. Try the recipes and share it with somebody you love.
1: And I assume that obviously this is the way you eat completely.
2: It is now. I've got to tell you, growing up as a kid, we ate all the wrong stuff. But our research studies and our clinical work shows that there's there's nothing like quitting smoking, and there is nothing like getting the animal products off your plate. We're not going to live forever, but as the years go by, you want to live well. You mm-hmm. want to be in a body that doesn't hurt, that doesn't fight you every step of the way, right. and this is, a, this is the beginning of how to get there. The, a great side effect is the foods that I eat now are so much more interesting, varied, delicious, exciting than the pork chops, and, you know, chunk of green beans that I used to eat as a kid in Fargo.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about some of the, the foods that uh, you mentioned, and I just, I don't know, something about having, like, quinoa and beans and salad for dinner just doesn't seem all that particularly appetizing. I do try to do that maybe one or two nights during the week just to kind of give my body a rest.
2: Um, speaking of... of b- but you didn't hear me mention quinoa. And if you want to have quinoa, that's up to you. My idea is not that you go there and go into a health food store and pick out all the weird-sounding, tasteless products. Quinoa tastes good, though. If you like (laughs) quinoa, that's great. It can be made delicious. I'm not against it. What I'm saying is you and the listeners are going to think. Your listeners are all thinking, oh, my God, here's a person who can take away our pleasures of life. If you and I were going to eat healthfully, I would say, let's start tonight. We're going to go to the sushi bar around the corner from my office, and we're going to have, you know, a couple of of rolls and little appetizers, fun things, but you won't notice it. There isn't going to be any actual fish in it. Then we're going to go next door, and we're going to have a big Italian meal if we want to. Next week, we can go Chinese. We can go Mexican. The choices are huge. The products are there because people want them. And the taste is fabulous. There's a restaurant right down from my office called the Steak and Egg Kitchen. And you know what their newest product is? What? Vegan breakfast sausage.
3: Oh, Huge my Huge
2: seller. Oh, my Delicious. goodness. And you cannot tell the difference. And who wants it? All the people who don't want to have another heart attack. Uh, that's they right. Don't have, they, they don't want to be 45 pounds overweight. They're sick of that. You want all the taste all the energy, get the weight loss going, eat healthfully. A vegan diet isn't, isn't tough. A vegan diet is going to make you feel great.
1: And at last, we just have like a couple minutes left, but I, we didn't mention sleep, but I would think that getting a good clock in and eight hours of sleep is really important.
2: Yeah, good rule of thumb, 10 o'clock, turn the lights out. No matter how good the book is or the doc- documentary is on TV, turn the lights out, go to sleep at 10 o'clock. Be, do, do be careful about coffee yep. and alcohol because both of them can kind of play a little uh oh, yeah. they can make your sleep a little dicey
3: oh yeah so be
2: careful about those both of them. oh yeah Oh,
1: i do definitely notice if i go to dinner and i have a glass of wine and i'll just absolutely crash but then three four hours later i'm wide awake
2: it's because your liver transforms the alcohol into what's called acetaldehyde that's a stimulant and so it'll make you wake up with all the troubles of life around three or four in the morning oh um, is and, that uh, what coffee. it is? Some people do well with it. Some people <laughs> don't do so well. But you'll you'll know you'll know who you are. Oh
1: my goodness, Doctor Neil Barnard, Thank you so much for joining us on Talk with French It's been a pleasure. So so interesting. Can't wait to go home and have dinner. <laughs> Fun
2: talking with you today.
1: All right, you take care. All right, Thanks we've got to wrap things up and say good night. Hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. See you next week, same time, same place. Make it a great week.
0: Soak it in, cause someday you're gonna wish you'd